Hello, and welcome to What the Denmark. This week, we're talking about winter bathing. In the middle of winter, when most people think of being inside with a warm cup of cocoa, many Danes choose to strip off and jump into the near-freezing ocean, all in the name of fun. And actually, Sam does it too sometimes. Anyways, there are some good explanations for the madness. There's the health benefits, there's the community aspects. And whilst the Danes aren't the only people to do this, there's something in our biking heritage that perhaps explains why it's so popular here. We're very excited to be joined in the studio by Saskia Veinat, who has been researching the topic. So Saskia, welcome. Hi, it's great to be here. Is there actually a definition for winter bathing? Yeah, if we talk about winter bathing, we are talking about quite this popular phenomenon in Denmark. The first winter bathing establishment was um, established in Copenhagen 1913. So Helgoland på Amager. Actually, I used to come there as a kid sometimes. Okay. It's a lovely, very old bill instead. So I think it's, you saying from 1913? Yeah. Yeah, I could imagine that. That was, that was the very first one. Yeah, that's the first one. And then the winter bathing trend uh, started, actually. But it really got quite popular in the 70s. So people go to the beach and dip into the cold water. And afterwards, they either dress up again or they go into the sauna to heat up. And then they go into the water again. So that's it, actually. It's just jumping Mm. into the cold water. And after that getting warm, and then being happy, because that's what it does. It makes you happy. Mm. And how long are people normally in? I think between 10 to 40 seconds. Okay, so it's not like... Oh, and I was imagining you sort of wallowing around for 10 minutes, but actually it is a quick in and out. It is a quick in and out. So some of them manage to swim a little bit. A lot of them are just standing still. Mm. And you can see they are very connected to themselves, so very in that moment. So standing on the seabed, basically, when you say stand still or... So uh, usually there's like a ladder or something at the sea bridge, and then you go in very slowly, step by step, breathing, very <gasps> focused and concentrate. <laughs> yeah, and you have to overcome this like moment. like torture to me instead <laughs> of just jumping in and then running out. <laughs> but that's dangerous, actually. You can't just ju- oh, really? jump so in. So you have to do it gradually, basically. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the breathing where the breathing comes in, that you sort of have to breathe through every step down into the ice-cold sea. <laughs> you just have to accept that it's cold water and you have to breathe you through that. Are they naked? Or what's the story there? Because I've I've always had my swimming trunks on. Most of them are naked. I mean, it's up to you if you feel comfortable to be naked. And it is when you wear a swimsuit or something, then you have an extra layer on your skin. And after you get out of the water, especially when it's windy, that makes you even colder. Your wet clothes mm. makes you feel colder. So it's better to be naked. Yeah. But for the first time, I had my bikini under my clothes. Mm-hmm. I felt very prepared. <laughs> and when I arrived at the beach in Weile, where I lived, and they have this lovely sea bridge, and I saw two women there, and they were naked. And I was like, okay, when they can do that, I can do that too. And I had an interview a few days ago with an experienced winter bather, with um, Helle from uh, Weile. And she described her first times being very uncomfortable being naked 
And uh, she also said that it took some time to be okay with that. But it connects you more to the water and to nature, actually, to be naked. I think that convinced me to do that as well, because she described it so lovely to be connected to the water and the nature. And then I thought, okay, I just try it that way. I took like one step at the time so my body could regulate itself to the cold. And then I was down there for like two seconds and up again. <laughs> and I put on my clothes again. And I was like, oh, this is so strange. But then after like two or three minutes, my body actually went warm. It was like a hundred, not needles, but something was just like tickling all over my body in a good way. And that's how I figured out this is something for me. How popular is winter bathing in Denmark? It's getting more and more popular. There are over 160 clubs in Denmark and they have around 61,000 members. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's quite a lot. And all of them I don't know if all of them, but the most of them have waiting lists, like long waiting lists. Mm. And I tried to get into the club in Weile and it's not possible because they have 450 members and a very long waiting list. So, And it's um, it's hard to get in the, the club. Mm. Okay. And, and the benefit of being in a club is you often get that sauna yeah, situation. It, yeah. It's not just the sauna. Of course, When if you are in the club, you have access to the sauna, but... Um, you are always in the community. And the community is a very important aspect of um, the popularity of it because it's it's like a social event for people and everyone can do winter bathing. You don't need a club. But if you are in this community, it's nice and you learn from each other and they have events through the year and they celebrate the start of the season at the 1st of October. And there are festivals, even festivals in Denmark, like in, I don't know if I pronounced that right, Skane? Skane, yes, Skane. that's correct. Yeah, <laughs> The yeah. winter bathing festival and they do that every year and hundreds of people uh, go to Skane to um, welcome the new year. And they run naked into the beach, beach and enjoy that it's cold and freezing and snow and ice and whatever. And afterwards, they warm up with soup and they chat around and they go into the sauna. And it's very popular. And I think a lot of clubs all over Denmark are waiting to go to Skane. I was just curious about this concept of winter bathing. First of all, I find the phrasing slightly confusing. Winter bathing. So for me, like bathing is a very calming thing to do. And then this concept of you winter bathe, that doesn't sound very relaxing. The way it gets translated, I always think it's a bit, a bit funny because um, it's kind of the opposite of that. But I don't know, I think that there's just something quite... So it's not exactly relaxing, though it's fulfilling in some ways. But if you watch people in the water and they are experienced winter bathers and it's not the first time and they are screaming or whatever, if they are used to that, then they are very, very calm. Mm. So this relaxing thing is actually happening. It is, yeah. And I almost feel a bit like hippie when I'm in it because I'm, you know, this idea of being present in the moment or something, but you like, you really have to focus on it and you're there and you, you, you sort of, 
you know, whenever you, you know, if ever you do meditation, they're always like, you know, focus on the breath. And it's like, when you're into bathing, you have no option. Like you just have to be like, oh my gosh, okay, feel my breath, feel my breath, okay. And then you then you sort of feel this rush of like, oh my God, my body's in a lot of pain. And suddenly you're like, okay, actually, no, it's not. It feels a bit zen to sort of suddenly be like in this environment, all is calm. And you sort of, you're, you can feel that like your body's like tingling, but your body has adjusted to it. And then you're like, oh, okay, this is nice. At some point though, my hands and feet do get really cold. And then I'm like, okay, I now need to like very quickly warm up. It's a bit like in other cultures where you walk on hot coals <laughs> in order to sort of really sort of get your zen and to be above the bodily sensitivities. But here we just throw ourselves into the ice cold water mm. to feel that sensation and to maybe get beyond our body. If we look at it, what are the, the health benefits? There are a lot of benefits. I was surprised how helpful it is for your mental health. It empowers also your immune system. It's like a boost for you. So I think it's like a Danish trick to shock you into happiness. It helps with migraine and rheumatism. It empowers the immune system. So winter bathers catches less cold and it strengthens the heart and boosts your metabolism. So studies have shown that your body adapts to the cold with a repeated exposure. And so that improves your circulation to your core and to your extremities. So if you experience that you have always cold hands or feet, that can get better. And it improves your skin health. So I heard a lot from others that they said their skin looks very nice and it is more tightened mm -hmm. i think and the cold water cleanses your skin actually so it's like a natural peeling wow goodness i think i'm gonna have to take this up know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very yeah. compelling it yeah. is very magical it, yeah. it, it makes you looking younger it helps your skin to become smooth and and nicer And, it, you know, you get a bit of sex life and it increases your circulation and it is very good fitness, actually. And what it also happens when you go into the cold water is that you don't feel pain the same. So if you're having any kind of um, illnesses where you're having pain in your body, it takes away the pain. You did it for the first time? I did it for the first time, okay. yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah. It wasn't the perfect day for that, actually. It was gray, cold and windy. And as I heard from uh, other winter bathers, wind is hell. Wind is your enemy. Yeah, absolutely. So rain is manageable, but it's a, it's yeah. a windy yeah. weather. that. Yeah. But they still do it because they have to have that kick. Absolutely. And I'm curious because I'm standing next to two people who've actually done the winter bathing. You've tried it out, Saskia. And uh, Sam, I've actually, I've held his towel while he jumped in. Mm -hmm. So guys, how do you prep yourselves to get into this? Uh, do you have to sort of get yourself into a special mental state or do you just sort of throw yourself headless into it? For the first time, I was like, okay, I have to do that for the research. And it was I was very nervous because I had no idea how my body would react because sometimes people can um, faint. And this is why it's really important to go with someone else. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very yeah. important. It's like the most, the most important thing. I had two towels and I had my bathrobe with me and I made some hot tea to drink that afterwards. 
And yeah, the first time I was very nervous and a bit terrified, but I was very, I don't know, proud that I did it. And I was happy. Yeah, I think that there's a bit of a routine in people's winter bathing, as far as I understand. It's not something you do once every month. You do it quite often. It kind of gets the endorphins flowing, I've heard as well. So it sort of brings this kick. It's almost like drugs, I hear. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of uh, winter bathers talk about addiction. Like I talked to Mette Bell Thompson and she she is out every morning. And she's very, very happy and a lovely woman. If you have asked me for three years ago, I would have said, no way that's going to happen. But yes, I think I'm actually addicted to win the bathing. And a good example is actually this weekend, my boyfriend and I went to like a spa retreat place and they didn't have like a cold swimming pool to jump in. And I was like, where is it? I cannot go to a spa without cold water. And he was like, what's wrong with you? Why don't you go into the bubble baths and the saunas? But I need the cold. Come on. <laughs> I learned that it's also called um, Viking swimming. It's not just winter bathing. It's who, Viking who, swimming. Who, who calls it Viking swimming? The Danes. Viking really? swimming. Yeah. A oh. lot of clubs um, have Viking in their names. Yeah, because basically what we used to say when I was a kid, we'd call winter bathers Vikings. We'd actually say, my, my grandfather, he was a winter bather. And we said, my grandfather's a Viking. And so I think that that is sort of connected to the old vocabulary. But I hear more and more that we just call it winter bathing, maybe because it sounds less masculine. I don't know. And you have this health approach. So it's getting popular and popular. And so I think it's more communicative to say winter bathers. Yeah, maybe more women who do it. I, I think in the old days, it might more have been men who did it. I might be wrong, but I actually didn't know any woman who did winter bathing when I was a kid. But now I know a ton of them. I mean, they're all over, basically. It's a real trend. Yeah. yeah. I talked to uh, Jörn. Jörn is the chairman of the winter bathing clubs um, in Denmark. He told me that after two years um, being a member in a winter bathing club, there is this Viking baptism. And it's called the Viking baptism. It is. Yeah. A lot of clubs associate themselves to the Viking history and have this Viking in their name. When we have been in our club members for two years, we are allowed to be baptized with a Viking name then we are dressed up with something we believe was kind of clothes the Vikings were wearing. So it's a very heavy scenario. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because now you're explaining all of these coming of age type ceremonies um, within the bathing community. It again reminds me so much of some of the um, the the Far Eastern and Indian traditions with regards to like yoga, where you also get a name, you get a, a new yoga name. And uh, and it seems that uh, it's it's somehow doing the same thing here, yeah. but it's just a Scandinavian rite of passage. So anyone who has been 
a member of a winter bathing club for two years probably will have one of these Viking names. It's very important for them, I think, because then the name really has to do something with you. So like Jörn's Viking name, Hückner, and he translated it. Hückner is a way from our baptizing uh, name finder to translate my first name into something Viking-like. Instead of Jörn, it was Hückner. And Hürding, Hürding is, is the chairman of something. I think there is this Viking thing in some deep down in our brain, in our history, in, in the DNA of a Dane, that we are connected to water and boats and and so on. You can go back in time. People have you always been using this um, winter thing going in in the cold water, I think. So obviously there's something about also Danes and the sea. Obviously we've always been very closely connected to the sea. We're a seafaring nation. And I imagine that this whole Viking or winter bathing tradition is connected to that to an extent. Absolutely. When I talk to Mette, she's a Danish world champion in ice swimming. So she really knows what she's talking about. And she said that it might run in the Danish DNA to be connected to the sea and to boats. And um, so, and um, she said, the Danes are a nation of swimmers. It's very natural. And if you look at the history of it, how far do we know it goes back, this winter bathing and swimming? Do we know whether the actual Vikings did it? The Vikings did it. They didn't have the clubs and the sauna. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, maybe a fire they could sit around. Yeah, afterwards. maybe. <laughs> maybe. But they did it. And they already knew that it's healthy, that it does something for them. You mentioned, I think, that uh, you've noticed that winter bathing is becoming part of politics in your town. Yeah, it's it's so funny, actually. This uh, local election going on in Denmark and we had some um, programs from parties in our mailbox and they even put there must be more facilities for winter bathers at the beach into their program. It's like an official part in the political uh, program that is, yeah, I thought it's very cute and funny. Like a human right. Yeah. You need decent facilities for your winter bathing. Absolutely. And if you talk to um, Mette, this Danish um, ice swimming champion, world champion, she also said it should be a human right to have access to a sauna and to do ice swimming or winter bathing. So Sally, um, when you say uh, Meta is a world champion ice swimmer, like w what does that actually mean? So there is this thing, ice swimming, and there is a championship. Um, and you have to imagine that it's very cold. It's like in Finland or something. And then they build like swimming lanes into the water. And so they have to like chop away the ice. I think so. Yeah. Exactly. And then you have some people like Mette who... Um, attended the world championship in Finland in 2014 and she and they jump into the water with a swimsuit and uh, um, and a bathing cap and they swim and during their 
competition, there are some men who um, fish the new ice from the water. So because it's so freezy and it's it's so stunning. It's up while they're swimming, so that someone constantly needs to be ahead of them. Yeah, of taking that off that layer off. Yeah, because it's like sharp. And Meta, she swam 450 meters in the cold water. It's oh like, gosh. I think it was 18 rounds or something. Yeah. It's crazy. And she won a medal. In a time of 11 minutes and 30 seconds, Meta Thompson. Meta Thompson. And is it is it's it's a race? It's you know everyone has to swim 450 meters, or is it like the last person stand? You know the last person in the water? No, it's it's a race. Okay. And um, when she did it in 2014, it was 450 meters. Now they are not that crazy anymore. It's just 25 or something meters. What? I'd be so annoyed if I was like. <laughs> She, she had to do 450 meters and yeah. now they, now to get a medal you just need to do 25 yeah but it's yeah it's crazy still because you have to swim in water that is i don't know two degrees or something or even colder is this part of the arctic sports because there are the arctic games i know where you do all sorts of arctic or northern sports meaning things like sledging and various other things that are related to being out in very cold weather situations. I imagine that this sort of would fit in very well. That's true, but I don't know if it's part of it. I just know that the ice swimmers are fighting to be into the in the Olympics. They want to they want that it's part of the Olympics. So I did practice. How did I want to feel when I put my hand right after on the wall and I said, now I've done it. This uh, wonderful experience of being very happy and know that I've done it and so on and so forth, I kept mentally working with, and then I saw myself swimming 18 rounds, this first 25 meters and the next, the next, just 18 times swimming 25 meters. And I kept doing this mentally very, very many times a day. And I just wanted to be very sure that if I could not do it, it was not because something was in my way. It was when I did it, I knew that I had done everything it needed to do it. Now, Saskia, I feel that you and I have done quite a good job of, of talking about benefits of winter bathing. I think that the big burning question I've got is when Josephine will be... Are you at all tempted to try out some winter bathing? Well... I would like nicer skin and I would like better metabolism and I'd like better mental health, but I still don't know if I'd be up for it. <laughs> I struggle so much in the summer to get myself in the sea. So I do it and I hop in because the idea of punishing yourself, doing it step by step, I can't quite get my head around, but... Okay. but I will consider it. Consider we'll it. see. I, I we'll think, see. I think, yeah, if you can find yourself a sauna, because that, that, from what I've heard, people who are quite sort of on the edge about it, obviously there are sort of the, the diehard winter bathers who are going to do it. But I think, yeah, sauna is a good, good way to do it. And then there is, there really is this, from what I've done, this phase of the initial five to 10 seconds of like, oh my gosh, and then it does subside. And so if you can get over that initial, huh, and then get into the, oh, okay. And then just come out 
12 seconds later. I do also have a, a, a problem that my uh, my legs tend to cramp or my toes tend to cramp mm. when it's very cold water. So so what would happen if I put myself into ice cold water? Oh, yeah. I yeah. have that too. And I was worried, but it didn't happen. Really? So, yeah, nothing happened. Maybe it's when you mentally prepare yourself for something, then you've sort of sent the right signals to the body that mm. it's going to be very cold and we're going to breathe through it and it will be fine and there will be a tea at the end of it. And yeah. then it's actually just fine. <laughs> One thing I've also seen um, some people who, who are like in there for several minutes and they have these little, hand, little um, gloves and sort of like socks, like thick socks. And that seems to be quite good to sort of make the extremities not be too... Uh, yeah, not be too cold. So that could also be another little little stepping stone. Help us at hand. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> now you're tempting me. You're tempting me. We'll see. <laughs> I was jealous when I saw people with those shoes because I thought it's such, such a good idea because my feet really hurt. They sting and get cold. But also I think something else a winter bather told me, which is really important to be aware of if you want to try this out, apart from having someone with you, of course, is the fact that you should not put your head underneath the water. It's only the up to the neck. Absolutely. So that's something to, if if you get inspired by this episode, to, to make sure not to, see, to get it, your head under. Is that under. just because there are no benefits and it just causes, gives you a big cold or something? Must be, must be. I just know, don't do it. (laughs) Have you ever done it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, cool. You've been doing the wrong thing, thing. Sam. I've been sticking my head in it and not going to a sauna. I've been doing it all wrong. Oh, Um, dear. Okay, so it's just just to the next Uh, thing. That's what I'm told. And I know a lot of expert winter bathers, but... um, I'm curious. I'm curious. You know, you've known lots of people who do winter bathing, yet you've not been tempted to do it. No. Yeah. My husband is good at this sort of cold water, but I think we're all different built, huh? Yeah, that's also true. It's important that you keep your head warm, actually. The cold water can cause gasping of breath. And if you put your head down under the water, you can get a shock and that can be dangerous. Mm. Or it gives you just a headache because it's so cold. That's Mm. why I always wear a head. And um, you see a lot e- of... Even when you're in the water? Yeah, because mm. I never put my head down and just until the, until the shoulders into, in the water. So that's fine. Yeah. This really is beginning to seem a bit more, yeah, appealing. You know, you can, you can keep your woolly hat on when you're going out and doing this, doing this winter bathing. And you have to be very honest to yourself and to, to trust your instincts. Like, what do you need to, to do that? How do you get through that? If you have good underlying health conditions, then... We're basically saying that, you know, assuming that you take all the precautions of having someone with you, not putting your head under the water, um, going into cold water probably could have a lot of benefits. And then with regards to ice, ice swimming basically just seems like an extreme version of winter bathing. It is. It is. I mean, I think that ice swimmers started as winter bathers. Um, like like Meta, she started as a winter bather. Winter bather is the gateway drug into, yeah, into ice maybe, swimming. Okay, maybe, yeah. but yeah, it is very important that you are healthy and that your that everything is fine with your heart. Mm-hmm. And um, if you have doubts, you can ask your doctor. Or if you have high blood pressure, you shouldn't do that as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking if if we were to perhaps give some advice, or people who are listening are thinking, okay, maybe I want to try this out. And yeah, you know, the one thing is. Join a join a club, but as we've seen, massive waiting lists. It's it's 
demand is far outstripping supply um, for uh, winter bathing clubs, at least in Denmark. But the, the general principle is sort of go go with someone, um, bring some warm clothes, bring a hot flask of drink that you can have afterwards. I like the idea of keeping the hat on because that makes sure that you keep your keep your head above water. And yeah, there, there's loads in Denmark. Basically, you can if you go up the coast, there'll be a, a, a place where you can do it. But you, you can, in theory, just run into the ocean, go in, feel the cold, submerge your body, feel connected with nature, and then you know, come out towel off have some hot tea and then go inside like it like it can be as simple as that yeah absolutely the other side of it is you know assuming that everything does go fine then you'll come out and you do have all these benefits we've spoken about this sort of this glow these these endorphins the good for your metabolism all those sorts of things so um and i mean jörn told me the the chairman of the danish winter bathing association he said he he doesn't feel any stressed anymore since he's winter bathing just in in his in his everyday life yeah absolutely and yeah. he's still working and he's busy and so on but he seems very calm and very relaxed and i read that winter bathers sleep better and they have a better memory as well and all the winter bathers i talked to they said when they wake up in the morning and it's and they feel it's a bad day They go winter bathing and it's like washed away. I feel like that when I go swimming in the summer. You know, that whole feeling of coming back from work and having had a tough day, maybe a bit stressed and you've had to deal with all sorts of things, picking up kids and so on. And then you hop in the sea and it's almost as if you're reset and ready for a new start. And uh, it does indeed bring some endorphins to you, I think. Absolutely. And I think it's that you have the time for yourself as well. That what Helen mentioned, she does it every Monday morning to reconnect with herself and with water and nature and to be in, in the moment and to get the energy for the week. Well, thank you so much, Saskia. It's been really, really fascinating to uh, to hear your insights on this. You really have been not just diving into the sea, but also the research around this really well. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. We'll wait with bated breath as to whether when we speak in a year, next time we speak, Josephine will have chested out winter bathing for herself. Yeah, give it, give it another year. <laughs> I might start next winter. Years, I yeah. don't think it will be this winter. <laughs> Thanks so much, Saskia. It was really, really great. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We are still early in our journey of resolving cultural confusion in Denmark and would love for you to join us by subscribing to our show on your podcast app. If you like this episode, please do consider telling your friends about it. And you can also head over to whatthedenmark.com to receive our newsletter or find us on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Josefine Folkvarts. And I'm Sam Floyd. Also, the, the setup, like, we're all a little bit here. <laughs> oh, yeah, we all like, oh, goodness, you're yeah. so right. Oh. Job interview, Saskia. So, where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah. <laughs>